topic of today will be called, but what can I do? Oftentimes we see a smile, a smirk, an acknowledgement of knowing some truth. And when we learn, we often say, yes, but what can I do? When one becomes awakened to certain realities, it's disgusting. It's an abomination. We are displeased with what we have learned. And we say, yeah, but what can I do? A lot of people tend to turn off at that exact point. They decide that they can do nothing and so there's no sense in knowing. And so they'll go back to their book. They'll go back to their life. They'll go back to whatever they were doing before they were faced with unpleasant facts. It's all too common that people feel unempowered and sort of helpless. You were programmed to do it. Schools have taught us to feel compelled to fit in, to exceed within the confines of the blessed lane to succeed but not too much because you don't want to lose friends friendship comes at a cost you can't alienate or risk losing your friends and so you confine yourself and you confound upsetting knowledge, upsetting truths. Self-sacrifice doesn't sound so good, does it? We want more, not less. More friends, more fun, more acceptance. Just go along with it. Our culture in America is a, a sick one. It's diseased. There's no nice way to put it. It's a culture that is big. It's been hijacked. It's been corralled. And it's been forced into what I call the demiurge. The demiurge. To me, that means we feed our impulses, we seek pleasure, we seek shallow successes, we follow along. Anyone that doesn't fit in is an outcast. We shame, we wag the finger. 
we beat up the weak ones. We elevate to a pedestal celebrities. We celebrate those with wit, charm. We add more prestige to those that are endowed with physical prowess, with good looks. And so it's a self-serving machine. It's no wonder that we're in the place that we're in. So what can I do about it? I'm just one person. I don't want to risk anything to save anyone. We celebrate our birthdays with cake and candles. People sing to us. They offer us gifts as though we are special. We commemorate the day we were born by behaving as children, acting selfishly, all about me. We, on the weekends, celebrate working all week in school or at our job, Monday through Friday, nine to five. And then Friday evening, we start to party. We disconnect with what you could call reality. And we party, we drink, we dance, do drugs, anything to get out of that boring, drudging state of mind. And then come Monday, we go back and we're depressed. We keep our head down, keep in line. Not enough energy to really question anything. Just enough energy to get through the week. Rinse and repeat. The cycle continues. And so who's with me when I say this? School is a poison. Mm, I didn't think so. See, we're taught to think that you go to school, you go to a good college, and you get a good job. But really, if you want to know the truth, you know you're not going to find it in school. You're not. You know that if you want to get a great job, make a lot of money, fine but it will not fulfill you and it won't change a damn thing. You will eat your cake on your birthday. You will make a wish and blow out the candles. People will sing and clap. You will all get drunk and then you will wake up the next day feeling bloated and empty and bored. And this is the American way. How did they get us to do this? It seems odd, it seems so strange. As an American with 40 years of skin in the game, living the American fantasy, living the American delusion, I've had these pivotal moments, these really transformative moments, and they woke me up, they really did. 
I got really, really sick. That was a big wake-up call. I dropped out of college. Best decision ever. And I began learning. I began learning when I dropped out of college. I decided, you know what? I'm 21. I've been in school since I was four. That's a long time to be in school. And something inside of me awakened. I began learning. Who really likes school? What kid loves going to school? Like genuinely. I always dreaded it. The dread would fill me up on Sunday before school. At the end of the summer, the last week, I was miserable, dreading what I knew was coming. And what was coming? Just the drudgery of it. The empty feeling. This system of slavery is built upon the public education system. And I can rest assured that most people will disagree with this statement. And I guess that's what makes me free. Not needing to be liked not needing to be agreed with, not needing anyone's approval. Let me ask you this. In what reality system does school prepare you for? Which one? What does school get you ready to do? You walk in before the buzzer beeps, you sit down, you shut up, and you listen to some person that's paid barely livable wages to teach you and they're unenthusiastic. Now, I had a few good teachers and they went against the grain. I had about three or four over the years out of hundreds, but most of my teachers were uninspired, unenthusiastic. Many of them were just plain mean. None of them were really what you would call healthy or inspiring. And so the children sit and they listen to these people and they do what they say. And if they don't, ooh, that spells trouble. And there's various systems. I remember early on the bean system. I was afraid to lose the beans they would give you. They actually used beans. And if you were good and you saved up your beans, you got a silver bean. And then if you got enough silver beans, you got a big gold bean. And ooh, at the end of the year, if you had lots of big gold beans, you got a paper star and a certificate. It meant something. I actually was very proud of that when I was six years old. I was well behaved. I didn't want any trouble. Top of my class, always. And yet, where did it get me? By high school, I was done with it, miserable. I checked out mentally, stopped doing my homework, 
still making A's, doing my homework, showing up 15 minutes early to school, doing my homework. I slept through a lot of college courses and did the slow dropout. And it was just this slow peeling off of the band-aid for me. And so why did I go through that? Why do we put ourselves through that? Why would we put our children through public school? What hopes do we have? Oh, well, I need to work. No, we need to work and they need to be somewhere. I can't take care of them. Think about that. Think about that a little bit more. So schools are a daycare, aren't they? They're a place to put your kids so you can wash your hands of them. It's a form of sacrifice if you think about it. So all the good, simple-minded, middle America folks who are letting your kids go to school, just call it like it is. You're at work, so your kids have to be at school, and you get through each week, party on the weekends, play sports, be better than the other kids. So there's this competition that's always occurring, right? Pitted against the neighboring county or the neighboring town. And so through this system, we've become so divided. So divided. We divide our weekend and our week. We divide our county from the neighboring county. We divide our children from the children of the other cities. And this division just multiplies. But you know what's really getting divided? You, your mind. You've been through the gauntlet. You've had your mind divided up. You've had yourself and your personality quarantined. You've created fractions upon fractions upon fractions of your unlimited potential. And you've settled for this now. And I'm speaking to the every man, the every woman. I'm speaking to us as a whole. I'm speaking to myself even. But is there something more? Is there something we could do? It seems hopeless. It's like, gotta go to work, gotta go to school, gotta get a good job, gotta pay the bills, gotta pay the health insurance, the car insurance, the house insurance, all the insurance, you gotta pay it. So that means we need more money. We gotta pay for the gas, the electricity, we gotta pay the rent, or we gotta pay the mortgage. And if we uh, take out a loan, we gotta pay the interest. So it's no wonder we have to work so much. And then when we turn 18, we need to go to college and take out a new loan and pay for this elaborate degree. We gotta pay for the dormitory, which means we gotta move out of our mom and dad's house because all the cool kids do it. And so we're going out into that world, divided and chopped up, and we're gonna do great. We're gonna go to college and we're gonna go to parties. We're gonna join a fraternity and we're gonna get divided up some more. And we're gonna work really, really hard 
And, you know, some of us aren't going to make it. And that's just the way it is. Sound about right? Does that sound like the American dream? The system? It's more like a processing factory, if you think about it. Making mincemeat out of our intelligence, out of our spirit. Oh, and there are many things that you will have to do if you want to do all that, that we're not even going to discuss right now. Because, of course, sacrifice requires sacrifice, which requires more sacrifice. But I can promise you this. When you retire, you will have a nice, fat pension. And you will be sitting on the beach in Florida. That's what you're working for right there. That's it. Retirement. Retirement. Think of it. So the American dream is built on this premise of retirement. Cool. Sign me up. Let's get retired. Let's get retired over here. You know, all this, it's confusing. I feel like I'm in a cell just thinking about it. So what can I do? What can I do? That's the whole purpose of today. What can I do? Well, I'll leave that up to you. It's your choice. No one can actually tell you that. And that's the lie that they've told us. See, we go through life thinking that they can tell us what we're supposed to do. And it will make sense because everyone's doing it. And we don't want to be alone. We don't want to be afraid. We don't want to be sick or poor. And so we better just stay in the herd moving towards the goal. And those that fall off, that can't do it, that can't make it, that's just collateral damage. And that's what the state is for. The state will give them enough to survive. And we're working for the state. Hmm. Food for thought. What can you do? Well, you better start thinking. You better start using that brain for something else. You better start questioning. You better start analyzing. You better start looking around. You better start thinking about your future and the future of others. You better start wondering if we're all enemies here, if we're on different teams after all. You better start wondering who's pulling the strings. To what end does this agenda play out? So this wonderful system has convinced many of us as a population. It's convinced many of us that we are a chemical accident that life is just a 
chaotic progression. Perhaps it's an evolution. We don't know, but we believe in science. And we must listen to the scientists because they made it. They've got their degrees. They've managed to stay in their job and retain their position of power, which means that we should listen to them because surely they're not a puppet or an instrument. They made it. We should listen to them. So we can only know what we can see. We can only know what people tell us. We can't possibly know anything ourselves. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. After all, school has taught us that to learn, we must listen. To learn, we must obey. We must all read from the same book. We must all be quizzed and pitted against one another for the best rank. Who wants that red gown when you graduate? Top of the class. We're afraid of being ostracized and outcasted. And so surely we must obey. We can't figure it out, right? And anyone that speaks up and questions the official story, we should punish them. We should condemn them. In fact, they shouldn't even be allowed to have a voice. And this is progress. This is how we march forward. This is the American dream. Retirement. We're marching towards our retirement. We will destroy as many enemies as we must in order to move forward and progress our agenda. People don't matter. Only our life matters, right? After all, it's our birthday. Give us some cake, sing us a song. Give me gifts, I need them. Okay, you get the idea. You get the idea, it had to be said. Sometimes it sounds so ridiculous when you say it, but that's actually what we're doing. Everything I just laid out is exactly what 90% of America is doing with their life, with their family. They don't think they're good enough. They don't think they can figure it out. And that's too bad. That's too bad. But what can I do? Well, I can only say what I can do. And I'll give you a little glimpse into my plan. It's not gonna be the same as your plan because we're all individuals. But what I am doing is I am trying to live in a selfless way to see all of humans as one. I'm trying to help other people and balance that helping other people with preserving my life, my health. I am unplugging from any mainstream agenda, be it school, be it college, be it the news, 
be it the mainstream political factions, be it acquiring money or watching Hollywood movies or watching the television at all. I'm thinking for my own self and I'm discussing it with people and I'm staying open to their ideas and I'm gathering information. I'm using the internet to my advantage, not becoming a prisoner, not becoming a political prisoner of Facebook or Google or any of this other nonsense. What am I doing? I'm cutting my own path and I'm risking things and taking a risk. I've taken a lot of risks. And what I have found is that I am supported, I'm loved, and I have an amazing capacity within myself that I didn't even know was there. And if I could go back and talk to myself when I was 17, 18, 19, 20, before I really fell ill and before I started to wake up, what would I tell myself? Well, first off, that's a paradox. I wouldn't tell myself anything because I wouldn't change it because I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't go through what I went through. But what would I tell other people that are younger than me? I would say it's time to start working together. It's time to start questioning the narrative. It's time to drop the violence and the hatred, the bigotry. And it's time to start exploring what we really are here on this planet. What are we doing? If you think that we are a chemical accident, well, I would explore that. I would look a little deeper. I would look into other notions. There are very clever people that argue that there isn't a God. People that do believe in God are kind of mocked. They are painted as fools. And then even clever more are the talk show hosts who pretend to be benevolent and pretend to believe in a creator. If you're listening to a talk show host and you are hanging on their jokes and their words and believing them, you're going to be very surprised very soon. Because these people don't know a thing. They've been playing the game. They've been playing the game and the tables have turned. One thing I can tell you all is that everything is changing, that change is real, and that if you're believing that this is the end of the world and this is the apocalypse, then you are just a ripe fruit for the picking, that you have been conditioned and you have been filled with the agenda and you will be a very useful pawn
All of these things are put into our minds from a very early age. These programs that we watch, all these shows and movies about epidemics, pandemics, viruses, apocalypse scenarios, they are part of an agenda. You better believe that. You can believe in coincidence, but when you start detecting and when you start using your critical thinking, you'll start to realize that coincidences are very limited. They don't occur frequently. That's why they're called coincidences. That's what that means. It's a synchronistic occurrence that's inexplicable. And so is it just coincidence that you see the same faces in all the movies for the last 10, 20 years? Is it a coincidence that they're telling the same exact stories over and over again, using the same tones and the same ultimatums? Hmm, I don't know, is it? Is it coincidence that throughout time, anyone that speaks out and really comes and shows something, they mysteriously die, they perish, they commit suicide. Yet all the people that toe the party line, they somehow end up in positions of power and prestige. They end up on TV every night, talking into your ear, just whispering little jokes into your ears, sprinkling the salt right in there, seasoning your mind, getting it ripe and ready. Once you are awakened, you will be appalled, absolutely appalled at the abhorrent behavior that we witness on a grand scale. It's almost as though we're being punished for awakening. And we say, yeah, but what can I do now that I know this stuff? What can I do? Well, you can do a lot. You can do a lot. You can start by learning. You can start by standing up for what's right. You can start by exploring your own beliefs and exploring where they came from and exploring if you can even back them up, if they hold any validity still. Are these beliefs you hold still valid or have they become a prison for you? If you think that the human spirit and human potential is unlimited, then you'd better believe that beliefs can become a limiting prison. If you have goals, dreams, and visions, what are they? Are they still valid? If you've been blessed with experiences that led to your awakening and questioning of this system that we seem to be inhabiting, all too often I've seen people just find a new hook and hang themselves on it 
and say, oh, this is it. I found it. The truth is things are a lot more complicated than we would like them to be. The dark is much more dark than we would like to believe. And there is a counter measure to all that. That the light is so much brighter and so much more beautiful than we can possibly even imagine. I'm specifically limiting specifics, meaning I'm not going to say specifically things because that's not my job. Through asking myself what I can do and how I can do something, the same question we're talking about today, yeah, all this is happening, but what can I do? Well, I asked myself that question and what I came up with is this. What I can do is free people in a way without giving them a new cage that I built. Make sense? What I can do is offer some clues, tricks, offer some hacks, some techniques to tool up other people because what they can do with them I can't really conceive of and too all too often I think people they try to prescribe an end result for everyone else instead of offering solutions in terms of an open-ended discussion or an open-ended idea And so I'm specifically not going into certain areas. And believe me, I would love to go there. That fighter in me would love to lay it all out there. But I'm practicing restraint. I'm practicing discernment. And it's not that I'm afraid of being wrong. It's more so the realization that with all the beautiful minds out there that are gonna be younger than me. I can't even comprehend or understand the potential out there. Because my son is sort of in a particular position in the sky, let's call it the two o'clock position, meaning my life has had an arc and other people are at the 10 o'clock or the 9 o'clock or even earlier than that in their life. And so things are going to change rapidly. And perhaps I'm speaking to people that their sun is setting and all they want is some truth. And they feel like they're never going to get it. Well, I can't help everyone. All I can do is make a little dent. I have my own principles to live by. Nonviolence being one, and that includes thoughts.
respecting the free will of every living person. And so with those two tenets, it sets a framework for me. And if I obey that framework, there's still a lot I can do. There's a lot I can say. There's a, a cool quote I've seen lately, and it goes like this. Knowledge cannot be told. It can only be learned. And I think that's true. I think that's true. Knowledge is something that can be learned. It's something that can be built inside of you. And it's something that's fluid and ever-changing and growing. But then as soon as we try to tell it, it becomes crystallized. The words limit the truth. And then someone hears that and they sort of distort it through their own filtering systems. And so by being sort of vague, amorphous, and speaking in general terms, I think I can actually stick closer to the truth. And these messages can be interpreted in unique individual ways. So that's my plan. That's what I'm doing. Just one of the many, many things I can do. In fact, there's thousands of things that I'm doing that I can do, that I am doing each day. You can't, if you're in a big, big hole, you can't dig your way out with a shovel. You have to kind of climb out. And it would take a new toolkit, a new set of tools or skills. Perhaps you could use that shovel. I'm thinking about it now. And you could start tunneling out the side and cut in some stairs or some something to dig your way out. So maybe you could use the shovel, but you can't keep digging down. And so it's a change of direction that I think a lot of people need. A lot of people are going to have to deal with a lot of disappointment and betrayal that the system has failed them. And believe me, it has failed all of us. It was never meant to lead us anywhere. Fulfillment and success is an internal experience. It could not possibly be one size fits all. We're entering this new age where what I hope to see is more cooperation between people. Where we realize that we can do great things together, but there's going to be required in those organizations of cooperation. People are going to have to get really clear about who they are and what their priorities are. Because if they bring in their clutter and their conditioning, they're going to sabotage the effort. So things like jealousy, competitiveness, vindictiveness, pettiness, we're going to need to get over that kind of stuff if we're going to move forward in meaningful ways. And 
I'm not painting some hope of all of humanity rising up together, living in some massive utopia. I don't know if that's possible. I don't particularly think it is. But what I'm talking about is in your individual life, or maybe even if you have a family, finding value in that and living a good life in that, even if the world is upside down, it doesn't mean that you have to be upside down, if that makes sense. You don't have to feed the machine. The machine's big enough. You know, do you think you you need to offer your children to this machine to go through the entire thing from start to finish? How do you think they're going to come out at the end of it? Honest question. And yet you say, but what can I do? I'm, I live in this place. I have this job. I have to send them to school. Well, that's up to you, you know. All I know is you don't have to do anything. People are free to change. People are free to move, free to get a different job, free to take less money, free to team up with family. Maybe what I'm seeing is a special time in America where we've been a colonial-based, conquest-based society based on expansion, based on moving out, creating new families and new families. And instead, maybe what we need to do is practice what a lot of countries do and have multi-generational households again. You know, living with the grandparents and the grandkids in the same house, all pitching in to pay the bills, and then even having enough to save up for some sort of venture. But that would depend on if you have a family that you're compatible with, and many of us, I believe, do not. And so maybe it's time to start looking for a new family or a new system of people that are at your relative frequency. I don't know how it's going to play out. All I know is that it's a very interesting time Everything's changing. These changes aren't easy and they're not supposed to be easy. And the people that are very rigid are going to have a lot of problems. The people that believed in what they were doing may start to have doubts. And that's a good thing. We should have doubts. Doubts lead to revelations. But my focus is going to be on how you can relearn and reshape your mind. That's what we're going to focus on here in this place. That's my goal. Today was a very specific and targeted approach, as each day will be. But the arena will be how to retool your mind. This is what we're going to talk about. This is what we're going to do. And so, until next time, good luck out there.